How's everyone doing today? <laughs> All right, so it's going to be kind of like a classroom. I need you guys to be interactive. My call on you guys a little bit. Who all here is going to school in the fall? And that includes continuing education, like Pastor Joe, taking classes online. Can I get a show of hands? So that's even a lot of the adults in here. It shows that school never stops. I'm starting up at Messiah in the fall and more nervous than excited, but I know that everything will go well and I know you two are probably going to college, right? You are? I'm still at high school. <laughs> All right, we'll have fun. It's probably a lot better than college. <laughs> All right, so today I just wanted to talk a little bit about bringing Christ back into school. And I know that in a lot of public schools, teachers aren't really allowed to give their input on their beliefs or anything like that. Um, I've had a few teachers that I've been able to talk to and I bring up the topic of my faith and been able to have good conversations with them, but Christ isn't necessarily welcome in public schools and I think that there's a good way that we can change that and that's just through our actions. Like a few kind words will go a long way and that goes from anyone in elementary school high school, even people in college or doing stuff online, helping out another classmate. I've had a number of people who have said one or two nice things to me and it's completely made my day. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And one thing that I've noticed with this generation is that there are a lot of, I don't want to say cliques in high school, middle school, elementary school, and I feel like a lot of people are being left out. So I want to challenge every single one of you here today that if you see someone who is sitting alone at lunch, or for those of you guys in elementary school who are uh, out at recess or anything like that, if you see someone who is sitting alone or doesn't have someone to talk to, I want each and every one of you to go talk to them. Ask how their day is going. Play with them if you're out at recess. Eat with them. I got a hand. What's up? Be friends with them. You guys want to be friends with everyone, right? You want everyone to have a friend. Everyone needs a friend. Um, and one other thing about how teachers aren't really allowed to give their input. I had one teacher who just did not care. They would just talk about whatever, and as long as that classroom door was closed, it did not really matter. Uh, Mr. Anderson, by the way. <laughs> um, he would have like clubs outside of school for people who have faith. There's a club at Northern High School called Direct Call, where before school on Wednesday mornings, people would come in and they would have one of the students give a message and it would just be a good way to start off the day. And those of you guys going into middle school and high school, you guys gotta start a club if your school doesn't have one, okay? Trust in you guys. And I think that having those kind of like religious conversations with teachers, people who aren't very similar to you, 
can be really, really beneficial and can help you learn a lot, especially from someone who's not your age, who doesn't necessarily think like you do. And to go along with that, Matthew 10, 24 says that a teacher is not above his disciple nor a master above his servant. And this is more related to back, I feel like it's more related back to biblical times, teachers, disciples, as in teachers of the word of Christ. But I think that that can also apply to modern times where teachers, at least in my experience, teachers kind of want to be included in everything. Teachers want to have students come to them, talk to them, relate to them. And I think faith is a great place to start because you can build those kind of relationships with teachers that you wouldn't necessarily have if you didn't give them the light of day. You didn't give them a chance to talk about what they believe in and have a conversation and just relate to them in that way. And a lot of kids these days don't take advantage of that. I see a lot of kids who say some rather not nice things about teachers when teachers are just there trying to do their job and trying to raise this generation to be better people. And a lot of them want them to be better in faith with Christ. And going back to just being a friend to everyone, Galatians 5.14 said that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And one of the things that drives me up the wall that I hate more than anything is when I see other people saying bad things about, especially their friends, but about other people about people who are being left out, about people who don't have those friends, who don't have those opportunities to make friends. I want all of you to go out and especially adults, if you see someone, even at work, okay? If you see someone who, you know, sitting there alone, go have a conversation with them. Get to know them a little bit better. Bring them into your life and show them that you care about them. Coworkers, other students, other teachers, for you teachers out there. And I know a lot of you guys are, a lot of the kids are a lot younger than me, a lot of the adults are a lot older than I am, but I know from experience that it can be very lonely if you don't have friends and if you have an opportunity to go out and make a friends it might not seem like you're doing much yourself but it means the world to the person that you're talking to and the person that you're giving a chance to talk and I'm just praying that all of you guys have good experiences this year in school I know that back to school time is like heaven for parents and not the best for students. It can be a little stressful, but I'm just praying that, you know, everything with the virus and all of that isn't as much to deal with this year, that you guys can enjoy school, actually be able to sit next to people and talk to people, have conversations and not have to be six feet away with them with the face covering on. I just, I hope everything's back to normal and 
I hope that this year is a lot better than last year and the year before. And I'm just praying that you guys can help bring Christ back into school by making friends with other people, by having faith-based conversations with teachers, with other students. And I just, I really hope the best for you guys. So can I have everyone who's going back to school, everyone who is taking school online, continuing education, I want you guys all to stand up. Yes, that means you, Pastor Joe. All right, I just, I wanna pray for you guys. Um, Lord, I just pray that everyone who's going back to school this year can have an enjoyable experience, who can, that can um, help people, help everyone learn new things. I just pray that we can all appreciate the things that the teachers do for us, can appreciate even just the four walls surrounding the classroom that is a blessing that we're able to be there, and I think we were shown that this past year when we weren't able to be. God, I just pray that everyone here can go out, talk to new people, bring new people into their lives, and bring Christ back into school. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, thank you for having me. Yes, both of the boys are taller than I am. He's taller than I am now. Josh is taller than Tommy now. So, <clears throat> good morning again. Kicking it old school a little bit this morning because I, I just felt this kind of need and this feeling that God wanted me to listen first to the children uh, and to Tommy speak before I said anything uh, to the adults uh, in the room. And uh, first of all, again, thank you. Uh, I want to give a special, special thank you to uh, Sarah Nikki, who has carried the children's ministry uh, for how many years now? It doesn't even know how many. Either she's losing her memory or it's just been so long. I want to I thank Sarah for uh, for helping to teach our children about Jesus Christ, for pulling together all of the volunteers that are needed on a weekly basis uh, for, for the meetings and for the events like this. Uh, Sarah, I just uh, really appreciate everything that you do for our children. I want to give her a hand this morning. <clears throat> so this morning we saw a couple of different things. It's kind of interesting to, to watch this service be put together because I had no idea what was going on, as you guys obviously saw. Um, but um, everything from, from the song choices to the, the children's story to Tommy's message, all of these things, I don't think you guys worked together on, on any of this, but it all just seems to kind of, to kind of match, to kind of come together and gel. Um, Lori gave us the, the story about the mats uh, that these ladies make for the homeless. And uh, as, I'm, as, as I'm listening to this story, she's talking about the ladies who are gathering bags and the ladies who are tearing the bags into strips. We have a family here in our church that does that. They make things out of those plastic bags and, I, and, and they post every once in a while on Facebook, making yarn today. Um, and you can... Huh? Plar, I'm sorry, Plarn. 
is, is the, uh, the, the, the accepted term, apparently. Um, and then, so they make this, this plarn, and then they make things out of the, the, the plastic bags, and, you know, this team of women who, who gather the bags, and tear the bags, and cut the bags, and make the yarn, and make the mats, and then somebody taking them out to the, the homeless shelters and the different places to, to give the mats to the people that they've made them for. All of those things working together, people working together to, to accomplish something that Christ tells us to accomplish. He tells us to care for the widow, for the orphan. He tells us to take care of people who can't take care of themselves. And these people working together to do Christ's work. And this story led into this uh, video that you guys watched uh, with the back to school kind of theme to it. And this message of being an example, even when nobody is watching. And I think that's one of the hardest things that we can do. We call it integrity. And there's a Bible verse, it's in the Ten Commandments, that says, honor your father and your mother. How many of you kids know that verse? Honor your father and your mother. How many of you kids have had your parents use that verse against you when you have been acting out? Honor your father and your mother. It's true, right? She's still got her hand up. It happens every day. But if you think about that word, honor, I heard, uh, I, was, I was teaching a Sunday school class at one of our, my older churches and uh, was teaching a group of kids and I said, what do you think of when you think of the word honor? What's a good definition of the word honor? And this one student, kind of a shy student, kind of raised her hand and she said, acting the way you're supposed to act when nobody else is looking. Making sure that you respect your parents even when nobody's watching. Or even when your friends are watching. How many of us, I will be the first to raise my hand, how many of us have ever badmouthed our parents to our friends and told our parents how horrible or our friends how hor horrible our parents were? Nobody, right? I'm sure. Just me. Standing up here like an idiot with my hand up in the air. I want to thank the girls that were being honest up here in the front, though. But this idea of integrity, this idea of standing firm to your convictions, standing firm to your beliefs, no matter what, no matter who's watching, no matter what the consequences are, I am going to be the person that I am. I'm going to be the person that Christ calls me to be every day, every second. And the end of that video, what, there, was a, there was a quote, and the boy said this. He said, what you do matters. How many of you remember that quote from the video? What you do matters. And kids, students, I don't, I don't want you to think I'm just talking to you guys, right? Because I'm talking to the parents, too, and the grandparents, and the people who aren't parents. What you do matters. 
Jesus tells us over and over again in the Gospels, it is not enough to believe my words. It is not enough to say I agree with my words. You have to do what my words say. That is what is the important thing. What you do matters. After the video, we called everybody up. Uh, the kids came up willingly. The teenagers came up like they were getting out of bed in the morning. And, they, and, and we prayed for you guys. And then we gave out these bags. And first of all, I want to thank uh, the people who gathered all of this stuff um, and, and donated it to the church. I want to thank uh, uh, Kathy, who's not here today, but she put all of these bags together um, out there in the office one day or two days or however, however long it took. But I want to thank you guys for that. But as I'm looking at all of these bags being passed out, and we have these, um, which, which ones are these, Sarah? These, so these are for elementary school. Do you mind? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you guys what's in the elementary school bag. First, you have tissue paper, because you always need tissue paper, and apparently erasers that are falling out of the tissue paper. Right? So we have erasers, we have markers, and we have crayons, and tissues, and hand sanitizer, and glue sticks. I love glue sticks. Glue sticks are my favorite. And we have those things in here in the elementary bag. And then the high school bag, is that the one over here? That's the one in the middle, right behind me. So here's what we have in the high school bag. Once again, tissue paper, because you can never have enough of that. But we have notebooks, lots and lots of notebooks, spiral notebooks and folders and things like that. And then we have wet wipes and highlighters. I've got stuff falling all over the place here. But we have all of this stuff and, and pencils, mechanical pencils. <laughs> Holy cow! It's like they read Tommy's mind. He would never use anything but a mechanical pencil. But if you take a look at these two bags, they look the same, don't they? I wouldn't be able to hand you one of these bags and say, well, this is this and this is this. But what's inside the bag is useful to the person receiving that bag. When God, through the Holy Spirit, gives you gifts, he gives you gifts that nobody else has. He will give this entire congregation a set of gifts that if we use them together and we use them for God's glory, this congregation will thrive inside the church. And this congregation will make a difference outside the church. But what we have to do is we have to use the gifts that God has given us. How many of you are really good at making friends? Is anybody really good? I see a couple of people good at making friends. How many of you aren't so good at making friends? Like a lot of friends, but you're, you're really good at just like talking one-on-one -on -one with people. How many of you like the one-on-one -on -one kind of talking? My wife loves to have cups of coffee and just talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. And yep, right back here, a lot of people are really good with one-on-one. -on -one. How many of you are really good at standing up in front of people and talking? 
One, two, there we go, three. Couple of you are really good at that. How many of you are better at reading and studying and helping other people learn? We all have these gifts that God has given to us. And the primary purpose, school is fine, work is fine, all of these things are fine. The primary purpose that God gives you these gifts is that so you can use them to the best of your ability to glorify him and to tell people about Jesus Christ. To share what you know of Jesus with other people. And this is hard to do in schools. How many of you have schools that have clubs like the ones Tommy mentioned, where you can gather uh, after school and you can have Bible studies and you can gather around the pole and do prayer around the flagpole? Anybody have those? A couple of you? How many of you have ever attended one of those, like, pray around the pole things? How many of you, as students, felt really weird about gathering around and having everybody looking at you while you're gathering around, praying around the pole? How many of you adults have felt weird? Sometimes it happens. It's not a comfortable thing to share Jesus Christ. It's more comfortable for us to be like everybody else. It's more comfortable for us to just go with the flow, do what everybody else is doing, say what everybody else is saying, and not be known as that person, that Christian. And that's how people say it a lot of times nowadays, that Christian. And it's hard. But God has given you the ability to share Jesus Christ with people, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are. And we need to use those gifts for his glory. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 to 16, you know I'm going old school because I'm actually using a paper Bible this morning. Do everything without complaining or arguing. <laughs> we never argue or complain. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault, listen to this, in a crooked and depraved generation where you shine like stars in the universe. I want to talk to the, to the kids right now. How many of you like to argue with your parents? Wow, your hand really shot up fast. <laughs> Has nothing to do with your mom standing or sitting right next to you and pulling your arm up, right? How many of you like to complain to your parents? I don't want to eat that for dinner. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to get up. I don't want to go to bed. It's great because the kids have it all covered. I don't want to sleep. I don't want to wake up. I don't want to eat. I want to eat everything. But the Bible tells us to do everything without arguing and complaining. And I'm going to tell you something. I work in a school 
I work in a high school. There is nothing in high school except complaining. <laughs> and quite a bit of arguing, too. But a lot of complaining. I don't want to do this homework. Why are you giving us a test? I don't want to go to this. I, why do I have to take this class? I can't let it. I'm not going to use any of this. All of this complaining. Now imagine that you're the only one sitting in your classroom not complaining. Imagine if you are the only one in your classroom that actually says, well, yes, math is important. English is important. Foreign language is important. Science, history, social studies. Gym is important. How many of you would have all of your friends like call you Mr. or Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, teacher's pet, brown noser, whatever it is, right? But let me tell you something. They're going to recognize something in you that they don't recognize in themselves. Because when we don't complain and we don't argue, and we actually look at the good things in people and the good things in our circumstances, they're going to wonder, how can you be so positive all the time? You never complain about anything. And it would be so easy for you to say, well, I'm a Christian and I'm told I'm not supposed to complain. I'm told that I shouldn't argue. I'm told that everything that I do, God has a purpose for. Imagine what your friends would do. Yeah, you'll lose some friends. Guess what? Jesus lost a lot of friends when he started talking about some things. And yeah, you might lose some friends, but you know what? While you're losing your friends, you might be gaining friends for Jesus Christ. You might be helping those people. Like the song said, Jesus loves me. When I die, I can spend eternity with Jesus. How many of you kids think it, it would be hard to do that all the time? Anybody? My college students, my high school students? Yeah, it would be hard. Let me read to you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is Paul. Paul was a, an apostle, and he did a lot of ministering all over the world. Let me tell you some of the things that Paul had to go through in order to help people know who Jesus was. He says, I have been in prison more frequently, been beaten more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes with a whip. Three times I was beaten with rods. One time I was stoned. I had stones thrown at me for the purpose of killing me. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. That means without a boat, 
floating in the open sea. How many of you guys are good floaters? A whole night and a day floating around, man, I'm telling you. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false brothers. I've labored and toiled and have gone, often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. I'm going to be honest with you. This is for everybody. God's not necessarily going to call you to be shipwrecked. He's not going to necessarily call you to go without food or drink. He's not going to necessarily call you to be beaten or whipped or in danger of being put to death. But what he does call you to is integrity. What he does call you to is being willing to have any of those things happen. while you're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what God calls us to. And the question that I have for you, because you guys, like mostly concentrated here, but the rest of you kids too, you're in church because mom and dad, mom or dad, mom and dad, grandma, somebody brought you to church, right? You're in church because mom and dad are Christians. Mom and dad believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And we tend to believe what our parents believe, don't we? There's going to come a day, and for some of you it's already come, my college students, where you're going off without your parents for the first time. And you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to be the person that believes in Jesus Christ? Are you going to be the person that shows the world like the stars in the sky who you are and more importantly who Christ is through you? I do not envy my college students. When I, when I was growing up, when I went off to college, it was horrible. And I went to a Christian college. And sometimes I think Christian colleges are probably worse than the non-Christian colleges. So easy once you get away from mom and dad. Believe the faith. I know. I did it for a time. In the most miserable years of my life, one day I'm going to tell you all about it. My prayer for you, whether you are in preschool or kindergarten or elementary school or middle school or high school or college, or going to work tomorrow. 
My prayer for you is that you will live a life of integrity, that you will know what you believe, you will know why you believe it, and you will be able to share Jesus Christ with people, not by the words that you say, but by the life that you live. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you that you sent your Son to die for us. Thank you for all of these students, all of these children who are here this morning. Father, the world has made it so hard. The world has made it so difficult to live with integrity, especially as followers of Jesus Christ. Father, open our eyes, open our minds, open our spirits so that we can do your words, so that we can be the people that you have called us to be, to use the gifts that you have given us, to shine our lights like stars in the sky, and that people might know you through us. Be with our students as they start their school year in the next coming weeks. Father, keep them physically safe, keep them emotionally safe. Most of all, keep them spiritually safe. Help them to live with integrity. Help them to shine their light so that their friends can see. I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. I ask that God will bless our children as they walk into their schools. I ask that they will live lives that show Jesus Christ to people. And I ask that every person in this church will pray for our children throughout this school year. Pray for our teachers too, we're gonna need it. God bless you this week.